0: Welcome to this episode of The LinkedIn Marketer. My name is Karen Hollenbach and today I'm going to explore with you how to get started with your LinkedIn presence. Now before my regular listeners sign off and say, well, Karen, I've been on LinkedIn for ages. I know exactly what I'm doing. I don't need to listen to this episode. I beg to differ. This episode is a great refresh for anyone who is quite active on LinkedIn. And it's also going to help the increasing number of leaders of organizations I meet who are perhaps a little quieter and more thoughtful than most. And they don't really engage with the idea of having an online presence. So, yes, this episode is for that second group of people. For my long-term listeners, I think you'll get something out of this episode too. A bit of a refresh. If you have digital marketing, marketing, comms, in your title, you'll be quite comfortable with the idea of having a LinkedIn presence. However, there are a group of people out there who are reluctant about having an online presence. And I understand that the idea of creating a LinkedIn profile or writing about yourself can feel really uncomfortable. And so it's for this reason I encounter many people who have not taken the time to what I call tend to their LinkedIn garden and your LinkedIn garden is your LinkedIn profile and it's very normal to have a mental block about it because you're not sure where to start. So for the more mature professional, let's say 40 plus, we were taught to be humble and to let our work and results speak for us. Now you don't need me to tell you the world has changed And an increasing number of decisions are now made about you and your organization based on what people can find out about you and the leaders of your organization online, and probably more specifically on LinkedIn. So if you do not have an online presence, you may in fact be damaging your chances of being considered or for your organization to be considered for opportunities. Now, if you're a job seeker, that means that it could be for potential roles from headhunters and recruiters. If you lead a business and are a key client-facing person or a decision maker, a leader in your business, it could mean proposals, pitches, collaborations. Um, so what we're trying to do is reduce risk in the decision makers' buying process by helping them evaluate you as a professional and/or as a leader of the organization that you represent. I'm going to walk you through five steps to encourage you to get started with your LinkedIn presence. And step one is take control of your online presence. So with over 1 billion members as well as the activity on LinkedIn each day, if you have a well optimized LinkedIn profile, your LinkedIn profile is one of the first listings that will appear with your name when people type your first name and surname into online searches. So the exception to this is, of course, if you share your name with a famous person who gets a lot of media coverage. But for the rest of us, this means if you fill in the relevant details on your LinkedIn profile, the sheer size and activity of LinkedIn will mean your LinkedIn profile is then likely to be one of the first things that comes up online when people type your name into their search engine or ask their device to do this for them. Now, if you don't believe me, have you ever Googled yourself? Why not pause this and try it now and see what comes up and see what people can find out about you online. Now as a digital minimalist, that's me, and an inherently private person, I want to be in control of the information people can find out about me online. So this is why I leverage my LinkedIn profile and presence to make sure when you search me online you find out about my professional focus. Step two in getting started with your LinkedIn and online presence is locking down your privacy settings on social media and related apps. So, online reputation management is really about having better control of what people can find out about you online. So, if you're active on social media, which you may not be if you're the sort of person who's reluctant to even be on LinkedIn, do be aware that your online activity and comments are very searchable. So what I recommend you do is take control of your privacy settings on social media platforms like Facebook and Instagram and also think more broadly about apps like, say, Goodreads and Spotify and whether your accounts are identifiable and use your name. So you can also lock down some of the public profile settings of your LinkedIn profile, although I would suggest it's your LinkedIn profile that should be the most visible as the source of information about your professional brand so there's a little bit of housekeeping to do there and just checking the privacy settings of the platforms where you might be more active on more of a personal level step three is about deciding your focus for linkedin so we're thinking about how to get started with our linkedin presence we've thought about our online presence generally we've locked down our privacy settings on the other more social platforms so deciding your focus for LinkedIn is important. So let me give you an example. If you're an active job search, make sure your profile showcases this. If you're in a business or lead a department and want to encourage conversations with new clients or referral partners, you'll be writing your profile and engaging very differently on LinkedIn than if you are in active job search. If you're pursuing a NED career non-executive director, you'll be looking to highlight things like certifications, um, such as doing courses, to demonstrate that you can oversee the corporate governance of an organisation. So to help you decide your focus for LinkedIn, there are two questions I recommend you consider. And being able to clearly answer these questions will help you write a relevant LinkedIn profile that helps you get found by and into conversations on LinkedIn with the people that matter to you and help serve your professional goals. Now, if you're a long-term listener of this podcast, you've heard me ask these questions before, and they are this. Question one, what do you want to be known for? And question two, who are you trying to influence? So take some time to think about that to help decide your focus for LinkedIn, because by considering your answers to these two questions, it also means you're starting to consider what your personal or professional brand stands for. And I understand that this idea of personal branding can feel quite uncomfortable and I, have, I share that discomfort with you. It's been a journey over time to embrace what I want to be known for and who I'm trying to influence. And I encourage you to treat yourself like a work in progress and take one step at a time. Really take the time to think about what's unique about you. What is it that others value about your approach? Perhaps even ask some of your favorite humans why they value working with you. And I think you'll be pleasantly surprised by just how much value your unique style adds to those around you. Step four involves taking a fresh look at your LinkedIn profile. So in steps one to three, you've hopefully followed these uh, once you've listened to this episode and they've given you a few things to think about. The things you need to look at with your LinkedIn profile are to consider photo, is it current? Your skills, your location, your about section, and your experience and goals. So there's many elements of your LinkedIn profile, and you can listen to other podcast episodes to help you optimize your profile and think about how you might write a good LinkedIn profile. You can also visit the knowledge base of Think Bespoke's website, where we've written, I've written. Lots of different articles on different features within your LinkedIn profile and how to update them and how to approach writing them. The fifth and final step is to ask some colleagues and clients to endorse or recommend you on LinkedIn. So, your colleagues and clients may also be able to play a role in providing what is commonly called social proof on your LinkedIn profile that support what you've said about yourself in your summary or about section and experience. So this can be done by the endorsement of your skills and providing you with a recommendation. And if you have the providing services feature on your LinkedIn profile, you can also get ratings and a form of testimonial via that feature. So look out for that in step five of how to get started with your LinkedIn presence. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review and share this podcast with your friends and colleagues. If you'd like to learn more about how to leverage LinkedIn, I'd love to be your guide. Sign up to my e-insights, my monthly newsletter that's packed with LinkedIn tips, thought starters and exclusive subscriber offers. If you're just starting out on your LinkedIn journey, I'm so glad you've found me and I recommend you check out my LinkedIn profile essentials online course. If you want to be the go-to for your organisation's LinkedIn presence, I recommend you check out my LinkedIn Marketing Mentoring Programme.